wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, we're coming off a convincing 45-16 to 16 victory drumming over the hapless 49ers, the Buffalo Bills' first four-game win streak since George W. Bush was president. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the struggling Cassie Hutton is with us. I'm driving the struggle bus today. And, of course, the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also with us. What up? And I see that Lincoln Station has gone back to playing music instead of commercials during commercial breaks during the afternoon games, so uh, we have that to compete with, but that's okay. Find us on iTunes and subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know how you found this podcast. And if you're one of these several hundred people out there, and I know who you are, who have subscribed to this podcast and do listen on a regular basis, why don't you swing over to iTunes and also give us a rating. Tell us how much you love us. Tell future listeners how much you love us. At Bills and Beers is the best way to find us on Facebook and on Twitter. If you're using either of those social media platforms, hashtag BNBSM, best way to join the conversation and be part of the show. We will be naming the social excuse me, social media listener of the week today. And this week it comes with a little bit of a prize. So if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. Gang, let's not waste any more time. We absolutely took it to them today. In the most convincing game, we'll have to look up when the last time we won by that kind of a margin. I don't care. We put up more than 300 yards rushing today. Let's just let's just get right into this win. So we finished off the Niners today scoring 28 points to their three points in the second half. It was a, uh, for all intents and purposes, a beatdown. And if one of you would quick do some research and find out when exactly the last time we won by that kind of a point margin was, that'd be great. So 29 points. 29 points is what separated us today. But it wasn't all pretty, and we have plenty of time to talk about everybody who did wonderful things today. But we'll start with the negative. Suge, we'll start with you first. Your Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game. All right, so I think I'm getting off pretty easy by getting to go first, but my Jenny Cremail bummer of this week is definitely none other than the person whose name I constantly... Actually, you know what? Both of the people that I mispronounced their names of, they are both bummers of this week, both okay. Gilmore and Goodwin. Uh, but yeah. today I'm picking Marquise Goodwin as the hot mess of the game. Uh, I'm not even going to call him a Jenny Cremail bummer because, you know what, I think that Jenny Cremail is actually better than he is. He was sub-bummer. Uh, yeah, he's sub-bummer. Uh, you know, critical mistakes, uh, not keeping your feet in bounds on a comeback route. I mean, that's the only thing that we have you there to do to, is to run a deep pass and to run a comeback route. you got to have some sense of where the ball is. And is it just me, guys, or is every time he does have the ball, you're just worried that something bad is going to happen? Yeah, no, he inspires zero confidence, uh, at least to, from a fan standpoint. And it would get to the point where I was, like, relieved when I would see him come off the field. Yeah. You know, I would much rather get um, our new guy, Hunter. Is that just, yeah, Justin yeah, Hunter? Yeah, Justin Hunter. Uh, I would much rather him get some more reps. He's proven to be pretty valuable in the past two games. Um, and I just... He's just a liability, you know, way more than he actually does something spectacular. He's a liability. Agreed. Cass coming to you now. And it's actually hard now that Marquise is off the table. It's hard to pick one here. 
your Jenny Creamel bummer of today's game, aside from yourself, of course. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Poor performance on my end today. Um, I would have to say that it is actually the Bills at halftime is, is, is my bummer. I, I, I think we've talked about this so much today, about the fact that we go into halftime, we get the ball coming out of halftime, and we just shit the bed. Every time. Every time. So you know what? Like, let's stop, let's stop going on defense first to start the, uh, to start the game. Let's just take the ball to start the game because we know in, in coming out of halftime we're not going to do anything with it. It was abysmal. I mean, the first two or three drives after halftime were just crap. I mean, what do they talk about in the locker room? Don't, don't they game plan okay, or do we something? Did, we won by 29 points today. Okay, Dial yeah. Dial it back a little bit, sweetheart. Well, yeah, but I know, like – I know you're having a tough day. You got you to play no matter who the, the opponent is and no matter where the game is. They got to practice that stuff. I agree. And no, it's not doing we, well. We were all losing our shit, but then we went on a – pretty convincing run to end the game so it's, it's I, just I got over quarter. it it's the third quarter it, the third quarter is just inexplicable and i it, mean it, and why we stopped running the ball what the hell were we not running the ball for and god damn it as soon as we got back to running the ball i looked at lars and i was like just exasperated because every run that we had was like eight yards we, once we I, got back to running the ball it's just it's inconceivable it got it had shades of greg roman where you know, you just have this thing where this is working really well, so let's stop doing that and do something else. And it was you, actually funny watching you because you couldn't even enjoy the good runs because they, they would finally run the ball and you just throw your hands up in disgust and take a big sip of beer every time. My Jenny Creamel, along those same lines, I'm giving it to Jonathan Williams. I, I like this kid. I like the way he runs. I didn't like that he put one on the ground today. And as a fantasy owner of the Buffalo Bills defense, um, kind of put them with their backs up against the wall. They they kept the ball out of the end zone. This is, by the way, not a single team except for the, the New York Jets. God damn, that game. In an inexplicable performance on Thursday night is the only team to score more than 20 points so far this year against the Buffalo Bills. That is definitely something to hang our hats on. Granted, we played some pretty lousy teams and some pretty lousy quarterbacks. But, hey, you can only play against the teams you play against. Wait, are you saying that this is the only team to score more than 20 points? Only the Jets have scored more than 20 points on us this year. Right, right, okay. Yeah. Um, we said before, best way to reach the show, best way to be mentioned on the show is to use the hashtag BNBSM. Got a little bit of a giveaway for today's social media listener of the week. But before we get to him, the runner-up goes to at Dot, who used the hashtag last week. We're getting back to him, though, because he was one of the first people to use it. That, of course, is Pete Barini. From the Albany area. Now, do understand, listeners, that if you are chosen for the social media listener of the week, that uh, you are subject to stalking. So I know who Pete is. I've been on his LinkedIn page, and I know what he does for a living, and I know where he lives, even though his his name is not anywhere apparent in his iTunes, or excuse me, in his Twitter account, uh, at Bo dot dot is our runner-up this week. That's like rather female-ish of us you stalking on that. social I, media. I don't, I don't, like, yeah, I, not, like, okay, first of all, let's make it very clear that it is the female on this podcast that has sent us that sexist remark two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah, females love to stalk on social media. It's so like, do males. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what, what Facebook that's is what, for. That's what social media is for. It's for stalking people. So, and, uh... So consistent with that, our social media listener this week, and for him we have Cassie. Hey, Buffalo Bills backers of Chicago T-shirts. And that, of course, goes to the consummate listener. We we gave one last week, so uh, Brandon Meister, know you're listening. Stay with us, buddy, because you'll probably get a T-shirt at some point, too. But right up there with Brandon Meister is another big friend of the show, and Big Red, this goes to you as well. 
I'm talking, of course, about Phil Brady at the underscore Philster. Phil's been with us for a long time. He always communicates on Facebook and on Twitter. It's clear that he listens to the episodes. And Phil was a uh, longtime supporter or proponent or worked for or with the now defunct Buffalo Jills. So he's a man on the inside, and he's a man who's close to our hearts. So at the Philster, send us a note with the hashtag BNBSM with your shirt size and address. If you want to DM us, that's fine too. So keep that off of Twitter, uh, and we'll send you a T-shirt. And for anybody else who wants a T-shirt, hashtag BNBSM. That's Buffalo Nancy, Buffalo Sierra Madre. And maybe you'll get a T-shirt or maybe something even better next week. That is a $15 value there, folks. Yeah, plus shipping. Suge, coming to you now. I want to complain about Stefan Gilmore again. 45-16 to 16 okay, victory let's go, let's over the right. San Francisco 49ers. Colin Kaepernick came into the new era today where we are now 2-1. And, one, and uh, had himself a pretty difficult day. And uh, why don't you pick somebody for your Labatt Blue MVP to show us right. exactly why Colin Kaepernick had a rough day. Um, I'm going to keep picking him week after week, over and over again. I'm going to continue to make my love known for the low racks. Uh, yet another sack, another leading CF. the NFL, eight sacks this season. Uh, was disruptive when he wasn't there, when he wasn't actually causing trouble. Um you know, I'm a little hesitant, actually, because I, I, I wasn't too thrilled with the defensive line. It wasn't but a stellar defensive yeah, performance in spite of the score. Right. But, but, uh, but, but at the same time, you know what? It, it but was a, everybody was else was trying to get to, to Colin, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, and he actually got to him, and he caused a fumble that would have you know led for an opportunity, at least for a turnover. So since nobody else could do it, and he did it, I'm giving it to Lorax. Well, let's also mention this, too, because there was some consternation last week on social media with a couple people chiming in saying that our defense is a liability. And if you were to watch this game and watch some of the first downs they gave up and some of the big yardage they gave up in a couple situations, you might be inclined to say the same thing. I could definitely piece together a sizzle reel from this game which would lead you to believe that the defense was poor. However, the defense had one busted play that went for seven points, and the offense gifted the Niners an additional three points in that botched handoff in the first half. That's 10 points of their 16 points. So, yes, we all see the big chunks of yards. We saw that Colin Kaepernick break contain a couple times and get up the field, but to no consequence. When teams get across the 50-yard line, they have a tendency to stall out. And in the second half of today's game, they stalled out to the tune of not being able to convert fourth and one. So as, if we're going to talk about the defense and what it means to be an effective defense, look no further than the scoreboard where the defense is consistently holding teams down. Cass, coming to you. Wow, Beach Boys, be true to your school playing here at Lincoln Station today. Wasn't expecting that. Your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game. So uh, I am struggling here, of course. That's the theme of my, my performance today. Um, but I am going to kind of go with another kind of generalization, and it's going to be people that held the ball. I have to stop you. Uh, <laughs> Lars is straight up doing, like, a Beach Boys dance right now. He is so... I haven't seen him this excited since like we just we won beat the 42 Patriots. to 16 yeah, or 45 I, to 16. I, I understand you're excited about that, but I feel as though you're more excited about the Beach Boys on the radio <laughs> right now. It was a four-score margin. Anyways, Cass, you were saying? I was saying people that held the ball and ran with it today. Any, any of them? Any, any of them. I mean, uh, I think we averaged, if I'm looking at it correctly, we averaged um, like more. eight yards per, per touch. 
<laughs> like from the from anyone who touched the ball and so, ran with it. So that seven point one yards. So that includes Gillisley, Reggie Bush, Tyrod Taylor. EJ Manuel, yep. and of course, LaShawn McCoy. Who else got a carry today? Felton get one? Nope, nope, nope. Just uh, Woods. Robert Woods got a carry. In the end around. Well. Yep, yep, in the end round. So we had uh, 44 carries for 312 yards. Jesus. Averaged 7.1 yards a carry. That is just ridiculous. And it, okay, go ahead. I, it, it, I think what you're going to say. Don't run the ball in the third quarter, damn you. And it, it's not like you're a freaking running backs coach. So. Just continue running the ball. First down, run the ball. First down, run the ball. Just just run the freaking ball. And here's the thing. How many times over the last 10 years have we gone up against the worst rushing defense in the NFL or the worst rushing team in the NFL and then proceeded to either not be able to rush the ball or then proceeded to give up 200 yards rushing ourselves? Yeah, that's that's the Bills. That's no, the Bills for the last 10 years. but today we went up against yep. the 31st ranked rush defense and we ran for more than 300 yards. And Tyrod actually didn't have a terrible day throwing the ball, uh, especially considering Woods was out for a good portion of the game. But, I mean, 300 yards on the ground, that's absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. I mean, And we could do it again next week against the Dolphins, but we'll get to that later. Yes. I am, am going to uh, one-up you here, though, Cass. It's got to go to Shady. Shady going to Shady. Shady got three touchdowns today, and they went for the fourth, the uh, passing touchdown, which was a little bit of a... Yeah, let's just call it what it was. It was a little boot-in-the-throat move, which, hey, I'll take that all day, any day. Um, he didn't get it, but he got the pass interference, which I, I, I love it. That's why you take shots down the field. That facilitated our touchdown. It did. That facilitated the touchdown afterwards. Yeah, so, but three touchdowns. What, do you have 140 yards rushing? He's got 290 over the last two weeks. Did he yep. have any receptions today? Uh, No, I don't believe so. Nope, yeah, he did. He had just two for two. Two for two. Well, when he went down with his knee, I mean, oh my God. you could have heard a pin drop at New Era Field from what we hear, and rightfully so. And the one thing that does bring me a little bit of hesitation with Shady is that he is our offense right now. And if we lose him to injury... I mean, that's that's the season. That is the season. I mean, I that happened today, and I was like, okay, so, yep, we're done. We can't we're done. have... We, well, we can't be without him and Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we can't be without him, period. Like, I think even if Sammy was fully healthy and, 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 and doing well, I don't think that Tyrod Taylor can win these games, especially not the games that we have coming up, which are not the, you know, the cakewalk games that we've had up until now. Uh, the games that we have coming up, you know, after Miami are, are hard games. Yes. We're going to have to play some significant offense along with a very good defense. Uh, we won't be able to get away with what we did today. You know, like, we put this – we, we beat a very, very bad team we by did. a lot today. And, you know, it's the way that we're supposed to do these things. It's, so it's, it's nice to see the Bills be able to do something the way that they're supposed to. Uh, but, you know, when you see the Patriots or you see the really great teams, they don't let off the gas for a quarter because that's what allows teams to get back into the, into the game. We pulled this game away in the fourth quarter. We should have pulled this game away in the second quarter. Yeah, we should, or the third quarter. Hashtag BNBSM, best way to reach us. We're going to hear now from our man down in Austin, Texas, jamming Jeff Day with his Tacos Calientes for today's big win over the San Francisco 49ers.
Well, that sound Love. means it's time to turn it down to our man in Austin, Texas. That's, of course, Jim and Jeff Day. And when you're not checking out the hashtag BNBSM, check out the hashtag One Chip Challenge. Find yourself a Reaper chip wherever you can and take the One Chip Challenge. Just the hottest mark, excuse me, hottest chip on the market from Packet Chips is Jim and Jeff Day here for his Tacos Calientes, which we all know is Tex-Mex for hot takes, Jeff. It's Tacos Caliente. <laughs> ah, love it. Hey, friends, 45-16. Heck of a way to uh, have a Sunday. You know, we were, I think, commenting a little bit during the game that, you know, EJ Manuel and, and the second teamers came in with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We haven't seen that in probably 20 years in Buffalo. No. Um, so that was exciting. Uh, so I had my hot take for today's game, you know, coming off of an Your afternoon. What? In Your what? I, I said my, 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 oh, my tacos calientes. There you go. It's tacos yeah, caliente. For, for today's game, um, you know, coming off a game in which we had 312 rushing yards, my hot take is going to be focused on the running game and specifically the individual who, you know, is one of the unsung heroes of this season so far, a guy that we haven't even mentioned in any great amount on this podcast and who has received virtually zero national attention. Six is our guard, John Miller. Oh, okay. Say, think, say that again. Say it again because we're getting a little spotty on the, the cell phone reception. I, I heard you, but repeat that last part. Well, I just said, you know, the, the man who has essentially received, you know, virtually very little national recognition this year, and, you know, I don't think we've mentioned him in any large part on the pod, has been our emerging elite performance out of our guard, John Miller, second-year pro. And I think it's funny. I mean, I, you know, today, again, I just, it's, you know, my, my hot take here is, you know, we all sort of talked about Eric Wood and Richie Incognito and the offensive line who are playing great. But the man who, you know, we I don't think it's been six games through the season. I'm not sure if we've even heard his name mentioned by the announcers more than once or twice. And for an offensive lineman, usually that's a very good thing because it means you're doing your job well. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think we have to start to really give some some props to our boy out of Louisville um, because, you know, this, this offensive line, and, you know, after today's game, we're going to be, you know, probably top three in the league in rushing, if not better. And I think a lot of that is from the stellar play of some of the notable guys, but also the incredible increased level of play from our boy, John Miller. So I wanted to give him some shout out today. Yeah, you know, it was great because he came out of training camp his rookie year with all these grave reviews. And I think the first few games he was playing okay, then there was this drop off. And I think he was injured for a period of time. Uh, but, you know, everyone was like, oh, maybe he's not as great as, as, as we thought. But. He's continued to improve this year. He's continued to take the next step uh, and become an all-pro and fit in well with an otherwise all-pro offensive line. It's pretty crazy. You know, I mean, the Bill, the Bills clearly one, you know, one of their bread and butter plays is this, you know, guard pulling play where either Incognito pulls to the right or Miller pulls to the left and then Felton and you know follows and then McCoy to follow. And when you just look at that play, which we keep running over and over again in different ways into the different sides, I mean, McCoy is McCoy is obviously an out, you know, elite back and, and clearly the best player on our team. But so much of that is set up by either the lead block of Incognito or Miller. And then, you know, I don't think it should come as any surprise that our run game, once we got rid of Gronkowski and brought back Felton, has also improved dramatically. 
um, with Felton leading a lot of those lead blocks or, you know, filling the, uh, hitting the linebacker in the hole and then leading, allowing the way for McCoy to do what he does best. Well, we don't want to look past next week. I think, I think we have an easy win coming because we're facing a little lousy run defense next week. But we're going to need every single rushing yard we can get in two weeks, and that's for damn sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's funny to think that, you know, six weeks, you know, well, I should say four weeks ago, we were lamenting the, the end of the season, really. Um, you know, and now we sit here at four and two and in, you know, pole position, in, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, Definitely. Or at least in, and uh, it's really exciting time to be a Bills fan. Totally. Jeff, uh, so glad you were able to join us today. What were you drinking down there in Austin, Texas? This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. Today was, uh, you know, I had a couple of local um, Austin brews. Um, Fireman's is the name of the brewery down here and trying to familiarize myself with some of the local beers here in Austin. And so had a couple of those during today's game and also had about seven glasses of ice cold water as well which oh, tasted delicious you and cassie both yeah <laughs> that, that tasty um, fresh water mm. all right well if you haven't already take the hashtag one chip challenge find yourself a carolina reaper pepper chip uh it'll burn your lips right off your face and remember, sounds so appetizing. You heard I mean, it here I can't first. wait. Uh, Have you guys watched the videos of these things? Of course, yeah, they're, they're just awesome. amazing. Yeah, like, they really there's are. that one chick on there that's just like, we're why? Why? <laughs> why would anyone have done this? We're doing. We're doing why it. Why would we do this? We're doing it at the Halloween party. So, oh, no, you bet. Hey, where do we get the? Uh, yeah, Jeff, where can we find it? The Carolina Taco Reaper? Caliente. Yeah, where can we find yeah, it? Yeah, you know, uh, mo most most stores have already sold out. Limited ed edition offering. Our, our online store is sold out as well. So very hard to come by. Um, obviously, for Lars, for you, I have some special chips on their way. Nice. Yes. Um, but uh, but certainly the rest of Pocky's delicious chips are available every day in a store near you. Yeah, and they are delicious. I, I will be the first to attest to that. They're very, very, very dear. What are you calling them now? We call them Pocky chips. No, the very verdes. <laughs> oh, very verde. Uh, called cool salsa verde chips. Yeah, those, cool are, salsa verde. those are delicious. Those are my favorite. How about a little uh, buffalo love? Get a little, little buffalo chip. We got, you know, Cassie, I got something in the works right now, a little Buffalo Ranch, maybe. You know, you never know. Keep your eyes open. Buffalo Ranch? That's my boy, baby. Fuck blue cheese. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right guys. Jam and Jeff Day, thanks for offering your Tacos Calientes this week. It's Tacos right. Caliente. Arriba. No. All right, buddy. Go Bills. Go, Go Bills. Bills. Who plays on the Bills? Who exemplifies the Bills? If you want to know, then just chill. It's time for Bills, Bills, Bills. That's right. We heard from our man in the South. Now it's time to hear from our man in the North all the way up in Brew City, USA. It's Buffalo Bill Belcher here to give us his Bills, Bills, Bills. It's the Buffalo Bills who Buffalo Bill Belcher believes exemplifies what it means to be a Buffalo Bill. Bill, 45 to 16 Woo. win over the San Francisco 49ers oh. today. Okay. Oh, I mean, it's, it still does not, it doesn't make me feel, you know, that much better about our team, uh, but a little bit, a little bit. So uh, it's nice to be able to sit back again and uh, relax in uh, the, the second half or the, at least the final quarter of the game and, uh, and watch a good Bills victory. So who is, who is your Bills Bills Bills? You know what I got to go for uh, is uh, I'm going to name my Bills, 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 uh, 
for today as our general manager, Doug Whaley. Wow. And and I and I say that as the the most obvious thing being the Kiko Alonso Lashawn McCoy trade. <laughs> I mean, if you look at that dude, I mean Shady's our most valuable player and we were all freaking out. I literally was about to jump off of uh, my balcony uh, when I saw that shit go down. I threw my shirt off. I was sitting with my with my head in my hands. Uh, Carrie and her sister were just like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with Bill? Um, I thought it was an ACL. Anyway, look, that, that, that trade exemplifies it, Doug Willie, Lorenzo Alexander. You think it's even something like Jerome Felton and Jerry the Hughes. beautiful blocks that he's been – Jerry Hughes, Felton's blocks that he's been providing and – I don't know how much money we saved on him by releasing him, but then picking him, picking him back up, probably thinking that no other team was going to pick him up. There's things like that that, you know, you think of the state of our franchise, and regardless of what you want to look, when you look at all the transactions, um, I mean, you can find some, of course, that you're going to be able to point to and say, you know what, like, he really, he really dropped the ball there. But when it comes down to it, man, like, uh, we've, the players that we've got right now are delivering, and uh, Doug Whaley is the man behind a lot of that. Yeah, the other thing is that in terms of exemplifying the franchise, you know, none of us, all of us want to, are, are waiting for the other foot to drop, right? We're, or other shoe to drop, whatever. We're all, none of us, of us will believe. You know, I heard that them talking about that on WGR this uh, afternoon, or sorry, this week, where they're like, oh, you know, one of these big hashtags is to hashtag believe, but nobody ever actually wants to believe with these bills, and I completely agree. I, I'm not ready to believe, not after 16 years. You know, like, I, I, it's, a, it's a nice sentiment, but no matter how good this team is going to be, I'm always going to be waiting for the punchline. I'm always going to be waiting for what is the way that they're going to disappoint me this year until we make it to the playoffs, until we make it to the Super Bowl. I'm always going to want something more. I'm always going to want them to continue proving themselves. And you know what? I think that's exactly what this team needs. They needed to start 0-2. They needed to have that hunger. And they needed to have some bite of, 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 of fear in their minds that made them stay focused and stay serious. Uh, hopefully they're learning now after four wins that it is something that we can just they can, they can count on, that they're going to stay focused the whole season. Uh, but each week... Even, you know, when, when we paid San Francisco, it was that, oh, well, here comes Kaepernick. That might be an interesting wrinkle. Maybe this is the guy that's going to come back and torch us when he hasn't played in ages. Or when it was the Rams, it's like, well, even though they, you know, they look like they suck, they're 3-1. and one. We've played all these teams, and we've had some type of motivation. And thank God that Miami won this week. Because now we can say, wow, well, that team just beat Pittsburgh. So we better, you know, right. get our heads in the books and, and, and do everything else. So I think by the same token... Nobody wants to believe in Doug Whaley. You know, yes, I mean, he, he had a hard time getting a quarterback. He got someone that's serviceable right now. But everybody wants to blame Doug Whaley for, you know, everything that goes wrong on this team. But all he's done is perform. But you know what? I think it's great. I think let's keep hating on Doug Whaley and let's let him keep making great trades for us. And, Bill, you talk about Doug Whaley yeah. and his contribution and bringing in veteran leaders like Lorenzo Alexander. And, of course, Zach Brown. And, and one guy who kind of goes over. How about Justin a lot. Hunter? Justin Hunter. got it. Yeah, geez. <laughs> Just picked him up off of waivers. I mean, he was sitting out there waiting for a job. Yeah. He's got two touchdowns in two games. 
One of the uh, one of the eye-opening things that happened last week, there was a report in the Buffalo News about the importance of Reggie Bush and in the, the letter—excuse me—the veteran leadership that he provides in this locker room. And I just want to make one quick point: when a Rex Ryan team wins, they get victory Mondays; they get the day off. And for the last four weeks, for every victory Monday, every single player has been at the facility working out and watching film. There is a veteran presence on this team now. There are people who know what it takes to win in the NFL, and they are setting yep. the tone for this team. And it may be coming from a guy like Ed Reed, who's, who we also forget is one of our coaches now. So you talk about Doug Whaley assembling people. That's one of the soft benefits of the kind of players and the caliber of players that he has brought in that often goes overlooked but really should not because we just put together four wins for the first time, Bill, in eight years. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's incredible. Billy, what you drinking up there in Brew City, USA today? Uh, I sent a picture uh, out on the uh, Bills and Beers line. Right, but uh, only three of us saw that, and about 500 people are listening to this podcast. You're probably have to clue That's that right, in. baby. 500, y'all. Sign it up. Yeah, yeah. One of y'all can leave I'm a comment, today. okay? I'm drinking a beer uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it is from the Against the Grain Brewery. Wow. And it is a is a double IPA called Citra Ass Down. Citra Ass no, Down. No, it's not. It That's what you told Con Kaepernick to do. Citra Ass Down. The problem the is he said he set his ass, ass down during the national anthem. That was the problem. On the can, there's an ostrich with a uh, with an arrow through its neck, and a uh, lumberjack looking guy with uh, hops as his mustache. It's quite. Quite incredible, really. I'm looking at the design here. Yeah, I'm looking at and it. And it's a great beer. Double IPA, probably about 10% uh, alcohol, which is great. 8.2%. Uh, <laughs> it's got some citra citra hops, which uh, is uh, thus the name Citra Ass Down. I think, Bill, are you in agreement with me that uh, a citrus IPA is the way to go? Well, I am. However, I think there's been some companies that have come out and they're way too, like, way too citrusy. Like, they've tried to go for the grape, grapefruit infused, and it's just way too much. Well, hold on. Uh, but I do enjoy the, the Citra Hero from, um, uh, or Crystal Hero, or whatever it's called, from... Um, from Rev. Uh, fucking Revolution yeah. is great. And, uh, yeah, this one's really good. It's not, honestly, it doesn't, that doesn't taste citrusy, but it has just a nice, nice little... Um, Hang, and and let's make one thing clear. I mean, Citra hops are a type of hop. It is not necessarily. It, it does have a, a, a touch of citrus to it, but it's not like pure oh. citra flavor. It's just called a. That's the name of the hop is the Citra hop. Oh, and, but like I will wet, agree like with hops, you. Hops, right? Yeah, it's well. I will agree with you. I prefer the Citra hop over the Mosaic hop, which the Mosaic hop has gotten very wow. very popular over the past. My neighbor brews beer, so wow. I've had to learn these Jeez. things. And um, offline, I'll tell you guys what Mosaic hop. Uh, makes me think about, it, which is all strange because I'm also drinking the Mosaic Hero from Revolution right now. But uh. I will say it, I will go on record to say that a Citra IPA is the way to go, Lars. I think that you were spot on. Thank you. Even if it doesn't taste like citrus. And this gives me a little fuel to my fire, which I'll go over uh, coming up in Wildcard. Billy, always a pleasure to hear from you. Uh, and apropos that you picked a Louisville beer today because the interior of our line made up of two Louisville grads, Eric Wood 
and the subject of today's hot takes, John Miller. So I guess Louisville is a bit of the theme of the show here. Oh, wow. John Miller got a little shout-out? Hell yeah, man. He deserves it. Jeff, <laughs> yes. coming through in the clutch. As always. Well, baby, always good to hear from you. Send our love to Carrie. Looks like the uh, Packers just got uh, wiped off the field here on third down, but I'm sure they'll pull this one through. And until next time, my friend, we'll talk to you soon. Go Bills. Hey, man, go Bills. Go, go Bills. Bills. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's time for the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. Wild card. <laughs> and this is uh, Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, and we do so drinking beer. We've gotten some great recommendations from our from our remote guests, a Louisville beer and some, uh, some beers from down south there in Austin. I, in staying with the IPA discussion, went with the Hinterland Nitro IPA. I picked it because, as I mentioned, I like me a nice little citrusy or floral IPA, and this one on the description says citrus and floral aromas and a pronounced hop presence fill the nose. And it says it's accompanied by lasting bitterness and a balanced malty sweetness. And I thought that sounded great. However, I, I ignored the key word, that being the nitro IPA. Don't like nitro IPAs. And this beer is just okay. If you like nitro IPAs, I would suggest this. But I do not, so I will finish it, but I'm not altogether enjoying it. Which which should tell you, listener, that we're honest with our beer recommendations here. We wouldn't recommend a beer if we didn't like it. More often than not, we do pick something we like. Today I did not, and I'm not recommending it. Well, so there. Uh, I, as mentioned earlier, am drinking the Mosaic Hero uh, from Revolution Brewery, which is an amazing brewery here in Chicago. They have an amazing uh, brew house. Uh, they have a uh, great restaurant. Their food is spectacular. If you are here in Chicago, check out the Logan Square neighborhood, which is filled with amazing restaurants, coffee shops, shops. Uh, it is what the, uh, for people that are actually from Chicago, it is what Bucktown looked like when I first moved here yep. in 2000. That is correct. Uh, it is, and it is what Pilsen looked like in about eight years. Yeah, if you can afford some real estate around the Logan uh, Square area where there are these beautiful, massive mansions, uh, go ahead and buy them because they are, well, they, at least they used to be yeah. dirt, dirt cheap, but they're going to be amazing places. So anyways, Revolution Brewery always comes through. They got a bunch of great beers. Uh, you know, I usually do not like Mosaic Hops. Um, Pipeworks, which is another great brewery from here in Chicago, uh, has a bunch of Mosaic-heavy beers, uh, which, you know, they're good, but there's something about the aftertaste of Mosaic Hops uh, that I'm just not a huge fan of, which is funny because most people love them. But this Mosaic IPA, I'm really enjoying. It does not have the funkiness uh, that a typical Mosaic Hop usually has for me. Um, and uh, I, I, I strongly... I strongly recommend the Mosaic Hero. Cass, coming to you now. Now, I know today was a tough day yeah, for you. You yeah. were uh, watching the Chicago Cubs, and you're going to the Cubs game tonight. So you are Trooper with a capital T, darling, because you have been, uh, well, you've had one foot in the grave for the last four and a half hours. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, was drinking a lot of the uh, H2O. <laughs> you know what I mean. We noticed. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think this is great. I mean, not only do we talk about the Bills, we talk about beers. Can I, can I just interject one thing real yeah, quick? Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing about you, Cassie, is that when we see that you're not drinking beer and drinking water, the assumption is never that you're pregnant. <laughs> the assumption is, oh, shit, Cassie got shit-faced last night. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Um, no, but as I was saying, we talk about, you know, 
spills. We talk about beers. We talk about real estate. I mean, guys, yeah. I mean, this is just a well, well-rounded podcast. Uh, in keeping with my tradition, because it has been working, I went down the direction of the Pollyanna beer guy. Nice. I, I can't get off of it, man. I'm, I, I don't know what they're going to do when they remove them from the, the always rotating beer menu here always at ro- Lincoln Yeah, Station. it's different every week. Yeah, so uh, the Pollyanna Fruit Frauhof, whatever, the Oktoberfest, great stuff. Excellent. Well, Suge, you want to get us going on this week's wild card? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're winning. You're going to celebrate. We often get excited when good things happen for our team and in our lives. Uh, and I think Justin Hunter is excited. He just came onto a team. He was sitting at home. Nobody wanted him. And here he comes onto a brand-new team, and he, you know, helps fish our quarterback out two of touchdowns trouble. in two, two weeks. Yeah, he gets our tr- quarterback out of but I think. By both the way, that was a – let's just talk for a second. That was a beautiful throw yeah, by Tyrod That today. was an amazing throw. But I guess what I'm saying is that both times, you know, it was – Tyrod looking for someone open, and then, okay, so the first week he really fished him out. He got uh, open in, in, in a window, and Tyrod was able to get the ball for him for a touchdown. And then he redeemed Tyrod Taylor because we've seen Tyrod, who threw this beautiful long ball all last season, was not able to do that this season. He was missing and missing and missing, but he found redemption with this pass to Justin That was a 33-yard uh, strike. Yeah. So, anyways, when something wonderful happens, you want to celebrate. And Justin Hunter wanted to celebrate. He saw, you know, all the Bills players jumping into the uh, stands and being welcomed. You know, it actually says their name right under their section where they're yeah. supposed to jump. Poor Justin Hunter didn't really pay all that much attention. And he jumped up into a section that was filled with San Francisco fans. Well, and a Niners fan got the ball. Yeah, and so Justin Hunter did not get supported. He, like, fell onto the chair that he was jumping into. Somebody stole the ball from him, and it was just a hot mess. Uh, so, you know, what, what I'd like to discuss at this wild card is we've all been there. We've all been excited when something good happens, and you try to celebrate. So when is the last time you've celebrated something in your life and just had a complete epic fail? Go ahead, Cass. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, It had to have been my 29th birthday, and my uh, husband threw me a surprise birthday party. It was wonderful. It was great. Um, And about a day before that, I got my hair cut. Um, I went bangs. It was just a really bad decision. Uh, Well, the 90s were tough. (laughs) Yeah, right? Exactly. And uh, I'm at the party. I'm leaning over to blow out my candles, and my hair lit on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And it was great. I blew out the candles, but... All night, my head just smelled like burnt hair, and it was terrible. So, uh, it just it was a really, really bad celebration of something that was pretty good. Nice. We had in my neighborhood growing up, I, we had a uh, a group of boys who would play together a lot. We would play football in the fall, and we'd play baseball in the spring and summer, and we get together almost every day. And during the summertime, we would get together at night and play release, which was sort of like a version of hide and seek. <laughs> no, it's not that. You sick bastards. It's not that. We would also get together every once in a while. We had two guys in the neighborhood who had pool tables. Uh, so in the summertime, we'd go to Jay Allward's house, and he had a pool table in his garage. Really rinky-dink thing on a slope, like everything kind of like <laughs> slanted towards the holes. So you could, you could, you could, um, you could win pretty easily on, on Jay Allward's table and uh, I was there one night with and all these guys were like three four years older than me which when you're only like nine ten years old and you're hanging out with a bunch of 12 13 year olds that's kind of a big difference and uh, I'm not good at pool uh, I consistently lose I'm just not good and I was up against Jay we had set up a little tournament that night 
And in Jay's own house, Jay scratched on the eight ball, which meant I won by default. And so to celebrate, I threw my fist in the air. But Jay Allward uh, kind of lived in a small house, which had a, a garage that had a relatively low ceiling. We're talking about six and a half feet. And his garage door was up, of course. It was summer. He wanted to ventilate the garage. So I punched a hole directly <laughs> through the garage door at Jay Allward's house. The garage door was about six and a half minutes. But yes! Bam! Punched a hole right through it. Jay, Jay just looked at me with a straight face and said, get out. Leave. Now. You have to go. And I said, I'm not leaving. I just won, baby. I got next game. And I didn't leave. Uh, but rest assured, my parents had to purchase a new garage door for the Allward family. So <laughs> I like it. You're, you're digging deep for these things, you know, not uh, 29. I mean, that's not that's pretty long ago for you. So. I, was, I was about I was about 12. That was like five years ago. Well, I'm, I'm saying it wasn't like last year. OK, you ain't no you ain't no spring chicken, baby. OK, just because I'm the only old one here. OK, we ain't got to go there. Uh, and then you're going to like childhood. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. So I'm going to actually not go that far back. I'm going to go to Cassie's wedding. <laughs> and I have this thing that I do at weddings, and I get excited. Usually it's after, you know, deep into the night. There's dancing, there's whatnot. I'm not a huge dancer, but usually if there's enough gin and tonics in my system, I'll go ahead and do the worm, also known as the dolphin, also known as when you flop yourself across the floor um, in a very sn- not snake-like fashion. Everybody knows the worm, yes. Everybody the knows the worm? Yes, okay, yes. all right. Well, that's wonderful. So, uh I was at Cassie's wedding, and I think I was just excited because the Bill's Shout song came on early, and I wasn't <laughs> quite drunk enough. And so I went to do my worm, and it changed from being this fluid, writhing worm to just a fish that was flopping on the dance floor repeatedly. And so I got done with it, and I wasn't quite right, and I stood up, and my face, could t- you could tell I was in pain, and... My whole back, with my whole side was messed up for, like, the rest of the day. And so then I get home, and I take off the tux or whatever that I was wearing. And, you know, you have those little uh, metal buttons Yeah. that normally those would roll along. But because I flopped like a fish down across the dance floor, I had bleeding ulcers on my chest in the, in the space of the buttons. And it was like a solid week before I was right again. So... You know, I wanted to celebrate your wedding, cast, but really, I just, uh, really, I just hurt myself. You know what? It, it, was, it wasn't as bad as you describe it. I mean, I, well, I lo- you weren't there for the aftermath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I looked at you. I was like, "How the hell did Sid just move like that?" I mean, you, you uh, got some moves there. I can move for a big man. So, and by big, I mean wise. So we're heading uh, to Miami next week to make it five in a row. The Dolphins got a pretty convincing win today against Pittsburgh, but as, as I showed you guys the tweet, and I, uh, obviously from Erie, the majority of my friends from home are, are Steelers fans, and I've got one that's absolutely beside himself, but he sent us a tweet saying that when the Steelers are on the road and are favored by more than a touchdown in the Mike Tomlin era, they are 2-14. and 2-15 and 15 now, right? Or no, I think that, that's that counting includes? today. 2-14 okay. and 14 counting today. So I, I guess what, what happened today in Miami was a classic – Mike Tomlin let down trap game, which is the second of theirs of the year. The other, of course, being the Philadelphia game. So I don't think we should read too far into it. I think the, the, the Dolphins are still a lousy team. I think we're going to go in there. I think we're going to take care of business. 
And uh, I think that we've been giving Tannehill fits now since 2013. I don't, I don't see any reason why that would change anytime soon. I got the Buffalo Bills taking this one. And we've, <laughs> Jesus, we're, we're double-digit wins in each of these wins on our win streak. Why stop now? I got the Bills at 34. And I got the Dolphins uh, also not breaking 20 like any other of our opponents. 13. 34, 13, Buffalo. Uh, Suge, I think I know what your prediction is. It's going to happen again, baby. We're going 27-17. 27-17, Dolphins. And the reason I'm so happy predicting that the Bills are going to lose is because that's what I've been doing for the past four weeks. I've been predicting 27-17. But let me explain to you why this is going to happen. Mario Williams is going to be motivated to face his old team. We know that when Mario is motivated, he's a good player. He hasn't been motivated. Somebody called him out in the media and his, actually, no, sorry, his coach called him out and said we, he needs to play harder. He needs to be more motivated. Uh, now, that didn't pan out today where Mario Williams had one tackle the entire <laughs> game. Uh, so the, the effect is not immediate, okay? There's a delayed effect on Mario Williams, apparently, and that's the way that we're going to win. What does concern me is not the 20-whatever uh, points that, uh, Miami put up the 30 points. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it is that they held that Steelers offense to 15 points. Uh, so despite the fact that Mario Williams sucked ass, as usual, um, the rest of that defense did something right. Uh, so that's the way that I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that we're going to lose. But like I have for the past four weeks, prove me wrong, baby. And it should, we should, however, note that we're likely to have both Shaq Lawson and Marcel Darius back on Sunday. So just, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Cass, coming to you. Yeah, I've been uh, right next to Sujit here predicting losses because, as you, you, Sujit, you were saying earlier, you, it's the believe. I can't believe yet. I know that they're going to let me down. They're going to break my heart emotionally. So uh, this is going to be a bad one. 14-13 Dolphins. It's just going to be like – Almost to the level of the Jets. Where you two you, are the worst. Yeah, I know. But yes, the w absolute worst. Hey, hey, you got to prepare for low and go high. You heard it here first, fans. As we've been saying all episode, hashtag BNBSM. Best way to be a part of the conversation and nominate yourself for social media listener of the week. That applies to Facebook users, too. You can use hashtags there. They also activate. And if you win, we got a prize for you. Uh, Phil Brady will be getting his... Buffalo Bills backers of Chicago t-shirt hey, in the I mail. Can I just say something? I mean, poor guy. Last name Brady. Oh, yeah, that is I'm tough. sorry, man. That is tough. Uh, and, and since we are now giving out prizes, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and reinstate both Big Red and Brandon Meister into the social media listener of the week. So uh, the rest of you listeners, you got your work cut out for you. You know, it's probably time, right? We've had the same design for our, our Bills backers of Chicago t-shirt for about two years now. So another little tidbit if you can drop on on hashtag bnbsm is what should we do with our new design for our, our bills backers of chicago t-shirt we would love to hear especially for those people from chicago we would love to hear what your thoughts are on how we should design this year's t-shirt subscribe on itunes if you haven't already and if you are one of our longtime itunes subscribers go ahead and leave a rating tell us what you like tell us what you don't like or if you don't like something why don't you keep that to yourself uh yeah because we'll annihilate you yeah. during the podcast <laughs> This has been fun. It was uh, another relaxing uh, victory today, at least through the fourth quarter. 
Hard to complain about a four-game winning streak, so we got a lot to be happy for in Bills Nation, so let's enjoy a victory week. On behalf of Jam and Jeff Day in Austin, Texas, Buffalo Bill Belcher and Bruce City, USA, the struggling Cassie Hutton and the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, I'm Lars. Go Bills. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna shout.